This is Emma and Logan, and welcome to another episode of Empowered by Choice. And today we have a very special guest with us. We have Yelena Yudi, who is the CEO and the founder of the Pathways Psychology Institute, as well as being the main teacher at the Pathways Psychology Institute. She's been trained in process work and working with trauma-informed nervous system work for several decades, and we're very lucky to have her here on the podcast today. So welcome, Yelena. Thank you. So tell us a little bit more about trauma-informed nervous system work. Well, over the last 40, 50 years, there's been a huge amount of research about the nervous system, what happens when people get stressed and experience trauma. And um, Stephen Porges has put together the polyvagal theory from several different disciplines where he's understanding the different parts of our nervous system and how we humans respond to trauma and there's several different aspects in there and so if practitioners if therapists can learn to understand the details of that of what's happening in a person's nervous system then it becomes possible to do exactly what each individual client needs and so Yelena how would you start to educate someone on their nervous system or what what are some of the things that they could look for Thank you. That's a really good question. So um, two of the most basic concepts that are absolutely essential when working with trauma are pendulation and titration. And I'll define these for you and then explain why they're so important. Pendulation is the fact that our nervous system pendulates or swings. It's designed to pendulate or swing between uh, relaxation, that's the parasympathetic rest, digest and heal like when you relax after a good meal by maybe a fireside then when something scary happens uh, i don't know uh, the roof starts to cave in or something or other your system is designed to go instantly into sympathetic arousal sympathetic arousal the blood comes out of your organs you stop digesting food and it comes into your arms and legs you could hold up a big beam that's falling on your friend you could save lives because your arms and legs get very strong or you could run away from a tsunami to some extent uh, but it's not designed for the nervous system to stay stuck there in the sympathetic nervous system we designed to then pendulate back into the parasympathetic and rest again so that's one very very important concept for individuals to know and to know to work with our clients because that's where people get in trouble if they're not pendulating back into parasympathetic and the other concept i mentioned was titration which comes from chemistry you titrate a very small tiny amount of a chemical into some reaction to make things happen and this is what's missing from a lot of mainstream trained practitioners is the awareness of around trauma it's really really important not to ask the person's nervous system to stay in the traumatic area for a long time you want to titrate just a tiny bit of the stress and the trauma and then pendulate back to the parasympathetic rest digest what are some of the ways that people can learn to do these two things so pendulation and titration is that something we can learn to do ourselves or do we need to do that with a trained practitioner how yeah, do we go about learning these great things? question because there's lots of things we can learn to do so um well there's some very simple techniques that seem silly if you say them out loud when i first learned this technique called orienting i just had trouble taking it seriously i thought that has got to be ridiculous i would have known by long before now 
when I was doing Peter Levine's uh, professional three-year training in working with trauma. But if you orient, if you let your eyes scan around, like a wild animal would scan around for danger, not fixating on anything, but letting your eyes move freely, you'll start to breathe more deeply automatically because the eyes check out, am I safe? Is there danger here? And then they tell the amygdala, the midbrain, all safe here. And that tells the lungs, you're safe. And you'll naturally take a bigger breath, a more relaxed breath, or a yawn, which is also the parasympathetic. So that's one of many techniques that is really helpful if you start to use it regularly. Would you mind, Yelena, talking us through an orientation exercise now together? Sure, sure. That's a good idea. So uh, wherever you are, inside or outside, allow your eyes to gently scan your environment take care not to fixate if you're a bit stressed your eyes will tend to fix on something you want to soften that just scan past it as if you were an animal in the wild you're just checking out your environment so look low on the ground i often say a silly thing to clients like do you see any red belly black snakes you're just scanning everywhere on the ground and then allow your eyes to come a little higher if you're in a building you can check out the corners in the shadowy corners is there scorpions uh, redback spiders usually not but you check and then you you see and this happens unconsciously that your eyes go to the roof and for most people by now your breathing may well be starting to soften or release a little if you're extra stressed it takes longer just takes longer for your system to check out, oh, look, I'm safe. So you simply keep looking, scanning, moving the eyes and head freely until you spontaneously take a couple of deeper breaths or a couple of yawns. And that's a very simple technique to bring yourself down a little bit from sympathetic arousal back towards parasympathetic release. So is that that idea? of pendulating back towards yes absolutely that's it that is pendulation that we're we're moving our own nervous system from the sympathetic where it can get a bit fixated we can get a bit stuck there but helping swing or pendulate back into the parasympathetic which should be our resting place yeah it seems just um very useful for i think everyone in life Yelena, I was just interested to, to, I have a couple questions. My first question would be, how, how much of people's time do you think they spend in their sympathetic arousal during their day? That's my first question. I'll let you answer that one. So in our current era, under our current circumstances, I think we have a pandemic of stress, which is the same thing as saying a pandemic of literally most of the population are spending far too much time in sympathetic arousal or hyper arousal and you know tv presses us to buy this do this learn this um whereas probably going back some generations communities of people would have spent a lot more time digesting their food even just looking at trees and the sky as you walk so we spend far too much of our time in our nervous system in this super aroused sympathetic state yeah that's beautiful 
And I think I was reading a book recently where the author, I can't remember what book it was, but he was like, oh yeah, we get woken up from sleep, you know, by an alarm. So stress response. Then we, we pump in some caffeine, a little bit of a stress response in the body. We sit in traffic, stress response. Mm. We sit in an office where we're constantly getting notifications and dings mm. and emails and people wanting our time and we're in fluorescent lighting. So stress response. And then we sit in our car in traffic on the way home, stress response. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it, was, it was really interesting that our modern lifestyles really lead us into this sympathetic nervous system arousal a lot (laughs) that's really right and that's why it's so important to um to consciously start to take responsibility with little techniques a bunch of different things but to take responsibility to consciously swing our nervous system back into some parasympathetic even a traffic jam if you get stopped in traffic maybe watching your breath that's a really good thing that helps being aware of your breath and feeling your breath come in, your breath go out. But you had more questions there, Logan. Yeah, that's just a really useful tool. And I think it's um it's part of the, like I think I've heard you say this before, it's part of a healthy nervous system to be able to access both the parasympathetic and the sympathetic. So that's a really great description, Elena. And I think probably the other thing that's come, the other question I kind of, or comment, that I'd like you speak to speak into is that I feel like right now is probably the best time that people could be learning this stuff. And I was just interested, you know, with the courses, um, is it good to take the courses so that you could teach us to other people or like, should they take these courses for themselves so they can learn these skills for themselves? I was just hoping that you could kind of speak into what the experience is kind of would be like for someone taking the courses at Pathways. Yeah, thank you. Well, we've got the two courses, the Diploma of Counseling and the Graduate Diploma of Trauma-Informed Process Rec Psychotherapy. They're both government accredited. Um, and both of them take the student on a very full journey of transformation, as well as teaching skills, as well as teaching. So I guess it's both those things you mentioned, Logan, that we train people in how to become professional counselors and psychotherapists but since we are our biggest tool when you're in the field of counseling and psychotherapy and healing with people your how far you've gone is how far you can take them so both of our courses involve a really deep journey of transformation applying all the different things we teach you to yourself and getting to know your own inner world and helping parts roles inside yourself relate to and get on with each other uh, better and better. So I think there's a whole range of reasons a person might come to our courses. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. I mean, it just sounds like a great practical skill for I think anyone then, then, you know, learning the, the um, application to be able to help other people with. So I think that's really good to know, you know, it's really good for prospective students to know, I guess, if they've ever been thinking about, you know, maybe a counseling career or something that they wanted to transfer into. So maybe someone, you know, that is working in a job right now and they they were having thoughts around switching careers. Would you have any kind of suggestions or, or anything to say to those type of people? Yeah, absolutely. If you're having fantasies about, I'm not that happy in my industry. I really like to be a counselor. I like to work to people. Um, call us up. And we're happy to, we send out a package of information and then um, info at pathways.com.au and we send out a package of information and we're happy to speak to prospective students. 
and start the journey because it's such a fulfilling journey for yourself. And then it gives so much to others to be able to share some of these things to help other people start to work with the issues they're dealing with in a way that's really transformative for their own lives. Yeah, that's great, Elena. And you also mentioned that um, the, the school has a few other teachers. Did you just want to yeah. speak briefly? Yes, yeah, so we have quite a few guest teachers through the year. Um, both the courses have three residential intensive trainings a year, and we've been having each residential trainers either from overseas or from Australia. The overseas ones have been attending on Zoom uh, during the last couple of years. And uh, but even the art therapist from Perth, um, she did have to attend by Zoom because the borders were locked down. So unfortunately, they haven't been in person so much because of our border changes. But we think it's really important for students to meet a range of different ways the teachers work. For example, I'm very natural in movement. So I very naturally will show students a lot of ways of working with movement, of role play. Whereas another teacher might be like the art therapist was very skilled with visual modalities of how to get people doing things with art therapy, uh, Vivian Beer. So all the channels are important. We teach the students about all the channels, but if you get different teachers that are a little more developed in different areas, it helps, it helps your learning. And then earlier you mentioned um, we were going to talk about two different things. So we have that idea of pendulation, of being able to transition ourselves or regulate ourselves from our sympathetic nervous system response back down to our parasympathetic nervous, nervous system response. And you also mentioned titration, that idea of introducing mm. a small amount of something. Yeah, thank you. So we have uh, a basic conceptual exercise which you then adapt as you need in any situation and the basic concept of it is that you're pendulating between we call it the blue vector the parasympathetic release relax and then you have a little bit or in the picture we do we do a burger and you have a great big thick blue vector you spend lots of time with your client assuming you're working with somebody else helping them access their capacity for ah for relaxation for regulating back to themselves and then they either go there organically or you ask them about the stressful situation but you do not want to spend long there so we show it in the picture with a tiny tomato it's a really skinny little bit because most people are spending far too long in the sympathetic nervous system so we would ask them you know, now tell me a little bit about whatever that stressful thing is. And then we would say, now, where do you feel that stress in your body as you're telling me about it? Can you tune into your body and where in your body do you feel the stress? And they'll either say they feel tight in the chest or their belly's queezing and turning over or the throat hardly can open. There'll be something in the body. As soon as the person can feel it in their body, we want to then go back and help them get back into the parasympathetic because the work is about helping people become able to bring their nervous system back into the parasympathetic. So I'll give you an example. Just yesterday, I had a Zoom client and she'd come with a whole list of um, difficulties that she wanted to speak to me about. 
And I knew from the beginning that it would be possible, it'd be easy to spend an entire session just listening to her list of, of ailments and difficulties, which wouldn't help her any. So my ethical responsibility is to help people at the end of a session be in a better state than they started. So I had to um, structure how we did the session because she could have just gone on and do it in one thing after another. I said, okay, this is how we're going to do it. I'm going to start by helping you relax a little. And I had to do a bit of breathing in that situation and focus on her breathing. She relaxed a little. Then I said, what's the first topic? What's the number one thing there you want to share with me? And she told me about the difficult thing and the stress it was. And I said, yes, that's difficult. That's definitely hard. And what do you feel in your body? And she was able to tell me that her belly was really queasy and it was kind of, you know, almost felt like she could vomit, that she was quite anxious. I said, okay, good. Now I'm going to take you back to the parasympathetic. Look around you, find something you like. And she has a photo album. Her daughter has sent her of her granddaughter. So look at that photo of your daughter and your granddaughter. And what do you feel? I feel love. And where do you feel that in your body? I just feel warm in my heart. So we spent the whole session kind of going back and forth because if a person has the experience in a therapeutic session of pendulating, that they can swing back and forth, it's enormously relieving because many, many people get a sense of doom and desperation that they're stuck forever in that tension, worry, anxiety, and you don't need to be stuck there forever. We can train you to help others. We can we can tra we train people how to help human beings come back into parasympathetic. Yeah, that seems like a, a beautiful muscle to exercise. Do you find that they, you know, in session with you, obviously they get introduced to it, but then do you give them something to kind of practice at home or something that they could be exercising um, to make this stronger while they're not with you as well? Yeah, absolutely. I always try and give them something and but I don't care if a person doesn't do what I recommend because I always trust the client's feedback I always trust the client's process but I'll always give her something so this woman we've been working for some time she was enormously anxious you know I was kind of told by another practitioner that she wasn't worth trying to help she was just crazy which was very very sad to hear because everybody is worth trying to help everybody can get better so um we've been working for some time and she's been already got to the point before yesterday's session of being able to feel in her body when she's stressed that was already a learning to be able to feel oh i'm stressed so we've added that as soon as she feels stressed feel it in your body then look at those pictures of your daughter your granddaughter and feel the love in your heart that was her homework and she'll be working with that until i see her next yeah, that's beautiful. And it sounds like process work, you know, is such a different modality than other modalities, isn't it? Much more fluid, much more open to all the unique differences of every human being. You know, some are visual, some are movement. Everybody's different. And we teach counselors, therapists to work with your client. Amazing. So if you'd like to learn a little bit more about process work or a little bit more about what Yelena does, her website is pathwayspsychology.com.au. Yelena, is there anything else you would like to add? Thank you so much for spending the time with us today. Oh, it's just a pleasure to be with you guys, but we would welcome any questions from anyone. We would love to talk to people who might be interested. 
So yeah, yeah Pathways Psychology Institute located in Northwest Sydney and online at pathwayspsychology.com.au. Thanks so much, Elena. Thank you. Thank you.